I put the new 4G's on the G I drop into the bloody bottoms, it's underneath Cause all my got it out the streets I keep a hundred racks inside my jeans I remember hitting them all with a whole team Not can't that's a cause cause I'm all in I was waking up getting racks in the morning I was broke, now I'm rich, deep, salty All this designer on my body got me drip, drip another episode of open stride podcast thank you for joining us today man um we're on our episode two and my boy zay is back with me for another fantastic dynamic episode two what's up zay how you doing bro what's good with glad to be yeah man yeah man good to have you back man you you did you enjoy that first episode yeah i had fun fun, yeah yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. A lot of people hit me up about it. They said they liked it. They liked this. So we gotta, we gotta make sure we keep the standards high for this episode. So yeah, man. Um, so with this episode, we go jump right into some sports, and it's gonna be last episode we did NBA. This one's gonna be all NFL, man. NFL season just wrapped up, as you all know, and the playoffs are set. Wild card weekend. This is an upcoming weekend. Um, everybody put in their ballot for in, in uh, NFL awards. So the race is over. So we're going to talk about wild card weekend, who we think will win. And we're going to talk about the NFL awards. It's a, it's a lot out there right now. I mean, it's the same every year. It's MVP, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, coach of the year, comeback player of the year. So um, we're gonna touch on all of those, man. We're just gonna jump right into it, man. We go jump with the the best one, the best in the league, the law of the land. Who is the most valuable player in the NFL? Isaiah. Now nah, let me you, know. I want to hear this. I want to let you go first, man. You want me to go first? Yeah, I want to hear. It. <laughs> all right, cool. I, I've been saying it for a minute now. I'm not even gonna lie. I've been saying it since about week week seven. I've been saying it's been that bad man. <laughs> Shout out to Stevie Nate, man. It's been that bad man. I've been saying it all year, so it ain't nothing changed for me. He just put the icing on the cake this past week by putting on a, a show, putting up touchdown. I think the first half he was 10 for 10, 150 some yards. Three touchdowns, like he's just putting on the show, man. It, and it's it's to the point where you just got to give it to him. You just got to give it to him. I know people want to be like Patrick Mahomes, and I understand Patrick Mahomes is having the year. His team um, did finish with the best record in the NFL, um, so that is good. They did lock up the number one seat in the AFC, so that's all good. But Aaron Rodgers is right there behind them. They finished with the number one record in the NFC. They finished with a 13-3 record, one one game behind him, even though Patrick Mahomes didn't play the last game, so you can't really hold that against him. But, yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers, 48 touchdowns on the season, almost 50 touchdowns. He got 48 touchdowns on the season, only five interceptions, 4,299 yards. Man, come on, dog. He's he's, he's first in passing touchdown. Uh, Patrick got him beat in uh, yards. I, I say that. He got him beat in yards by, by not a lot, but a decent amount. Um, but like I said, A Rod got to beat in uh, touchdowns, and Patrick threw more interceptions than uh, A Rod. So I'm not even gonna talk about all the Patrick's uh, stats because I'm not even sure who Zay's gonna say. He may throw a wrench and say Derrick Henry for all I know. I don't know who he's gonna say, but it doesn't matter who he's gonna say because the man with the plan is A Rod. 
Aaron Rodgers is this league's, this year's league's MVP, man. He put it on the show, and you just we just got to give him to him. We got to we got to allow everybody so quick to want to give uh, Patrick Mahomes all this praise, which he deserves. He came out his first year, went crazy. Came out his second year, won a Super Bowl. Could have went back to back. So he deserves all the accolades he's getting, all the praise he's getting. But people, how soon people forget how cold A-Rod was. All these throws I see Patrick throwing, A-Rod was doing the same thing. He did it all before Patrick was even in the in the league. Breath still smelling like Simulac, wet behind the ears. Patrick, uh, A-Rod was out here doing it. So let's, let's give this man respect. He deserves. He has two MVPs now. He has one in 2011. He has one in 2014. He has one Super Bowl MVP. Come on, man. Got to give the A-Rod. So, I'm going to throw it to you, Zay. Who you got? I agree. I agree that he will probably win it. But, like you said, I want Derrick Henry to win it, man. I know Aaron Rodgers has the 48 touchdowns, only five picks, has 121 pass rating, just been efficient. Came out here, tore the Bears up this past weekend. But, Matt, you want to answer this question, man. How many running backs are have in history have been as as valuable as Derrick Henry is to the Titans? Not many. Not many. many. I, I can't think of it. The Titans don't win without Derrick Henry. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that club, the 2000 club now, bro. It's only eight running backs or something like that that have ever rushed for 2,000 yards. Dude came out literally this past weekend just like Aaron Rodgers put on a show. He was 217 yards off, came out here and gave us 250. Um, There's not many. He, and he this year he led the league in carries, yards, yards per carry, touchdowns. He has 2,027 yards and 17 touchdowns. That doesn't happen that often. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is having an amazing season. I don't, I don't even like the Packers, but he's having an amazing season. I don't want to discredit that, but there have been players, many players to do that before. There's only been eight in history to ever do reach 2,000 yards. Now, I believe Aaron Rodgers will get it, but I want Derrick Henry to win it, man. Just something different. And the fact is, the man, we won't see another 2,000-yard season for a long time. <laughs> Last time we saw it was Adrian Peterson, and that was, what, eight, nine years ago? We won't see another one. So, uh, yeah, I think he's deserving. <laughs> he's probably number two. I think Pat, I think Aaron Rodgers kind of knocked Patrick Mahomes out the race the past, like, two or three weeks, but – uh, it's out of my opinion. I know Aaron Rodgers probably would get it, but I want Derrick Henry, man. I, I I can't say I agree because I got A Rod winning it, but everything you said I agree with as far as him having like a historic season, like two thousand yards on him. On like you said, he he makes number eight. Only seven people did it before him. The last person to do it was a uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, who still is playing. By the way, he still is playing. That's crazy. That man still is playing. Not at that elite level, but he's still playing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers winning, but I really do want Derrick Henry. <laughs> There's something different, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when Adrian Peterson did it, I remember that year because he that's that's the year this is that's the year he came back from his ACL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember he did it in that same year. 20- that same year. Yeah, 2012. In that same year. 
uh, Peyton Manning had a crazy year that year. Peyton Manning had a crazy year that year, and they gave they gave uh, what's his name? They gave Adrian Peterson that MVP even over Peyton. So I I, I can see I can see that. So it, he had got it over Peyton that year, even though Peyton had like a crazy. Year. I think Peyton was with uh, Denver Broncos by that time, and he had like a crazy year. But Peyton had already won like a hundred MVP awards. Like they they was giving Peyton MVPs just to. Just for the hell of it, they were just like, "Huh, Peyton, you you get it just because we we don't know who else to give it to." But um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I can see. Go ahead. Oh no, you got. It. Nah, yeah, but I can I can see that because, like I said, Peyton that year two thousand and twelve, he didn't win MVP, then he came out and won it that next year. But that year, that year he didn't win it. He had a good year, but he not he didn't have the year that A Rod's having. He had thirty seven touchdowns that year, and I think eleven in, um, interceptions. And he led the lead in um, passion percentage, and he had about forty six hundred yards. That next year he went crazy. He he threw uh he threw more this, more touchdowns and less than this. He threw fifty five touchdowns, so that was crazy. Fifty five touchdowns, ten interceptions, and oh, oh almost fifty five hundred yards. So not to talk about Peyton, but I'm just saying A Rod's having a better year than Peyton did that year. That he uh, he came in second to AD. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I can I can see where you're coming from though because. Because it, it's something that hasn't happened since Adrian Peterson. And when Adrian Peterson did it, he did win MVP. But I can just bring up uh, two guys that did it that didn't win MVP, which was uh, Chris Johnson for the Tennessee. Same team. Same team. Tennessee. Chris Johnson had all them goals in his mouth with the with the uh, dreads. Came out of nowhere and just shocked the world how good he was. And Jamal Lewis did it for the Baltimore Ravens. He did it in 2003. And um, he didn't win MVP. Both those players won Officer Player of the Year, but they didn't win MVP. So I I, I can definitely see Derrick Henry winning Offensive Player of the Year. But I think I think only reason let me put it like this: I would love to see Derrick Henry win it, like you. But they they tilt the scale to a quarterback so much; it's so hard for any other position to win it. Like you got to have That's a what year. <laughs> Uh, half the time. What'd you say? I said sometimes they might as well just change the name of the award, best quarterback award sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Like, it's like you got to have a historic year to even get in the conversation. Like, n- n- let alone win it. Just to get in the conversation, you got to have a year where only eight, seven players ever did this before, and you number eight. And you just in the conversation to win MVP. Like, you're not even the front one. Like, if a quarterback was to have a historic year that only seven people already did, he would be the automatic winner. They wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a discussion. But, like, a, a outside of quarterback, you got to have like a crazy year to even get in the conversation with winning. Like, you just, you just can't have a great year. You got to have like a historic year. So, I, I can see, I can see the. Go ahead. He's the the second leading rusher in the league. He's literally 500 yards ahead of Dalvin Cook. And as, like I said earlier, the Titans don't win without him. It was some statistic like when Derrick Henry doesn't rush over 100 yards, the Titans literally were like, what, two and five or something like that. But when he does, their and their defense is not the best. So he's their defense technically. They literally yeah, he keeps he keeps off the field. Time management. He is their defense. You know what I'm That's why I say when it comes to value, the Titans without Derrick Henry might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> Honestly, that's how valuable I believe he is. Don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is valuable too, but Derrick Henry, yeah. I, I haven't seen a, a running back make 
that bit large of an impact on the team in a long time. Literally, he is there. Yeah. Like they have other good players, but it's there Henry. It may be since Adrian Peterson, honestly. Yeah. That made that big of an impact. A comment that year, Adrian Peterson went crazy. They were stacking the box every game, and he was still getting getting his yards. So literally, he was the most. They ran an RPO. No, they ran a they ran a read option with Ryan Tannehill. I like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is great. Once he got from Adam Gase, his true potential came out. Ryan Tannehill. It was an option in a game. <laughs> literally, everyone, the whole like literally, probably nine out of eleven players on that defense. Follow Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, easy touchdown. Like, there's not many running backs that influence people that much. You worried about Derrick Henry the whole time, the whole game. You forget about every other player on the field. And he's a running back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. So, I I can't 100% disagree with you, even though I like, I want a I mean, I got a right winning it. Like you said, you can see Aaron winning it too, but yeah, I got him. It, it I got wouldn't winning it, but I just can see Aaron. I, I want Derrick Henry. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. So, speaking of defense, we're gonna jump right into defense, and we're gonna talk about the defensive players of the year. So, um, for the defensive players of the year, mid, like midway through the season, I was on one play, player, and I kind of swayed it to somebody else. So, what you, what you who you about to say? TJ Watt, bro. That's my okay, guy. okay. I love TJ. TJ is just some – the eye t- like, first of all, he's the sack leader this year. Even though the sack numbers aren't in the 20s like they are. So, he's a sack leader, plays a huge role, missed the game. I think he missed this past week as well. TJ Watt is – probably would have got a couple of sacks this one Baker Mayfield this past weekend. But TJ Watt, like just watching him play, bro. I've, there's not many players that are at that level or even have potential to get to that level. Like the potential part, the only players I can see that can get to that level of TJ Watt is right now. Like the, his level of his level of play is uh, Nick Bosa or or Chase Young. The only ones that have potential. He's playing on the level of his brother in the prime, <laughs> probably better. You know what I'm saying? I just have T.J. White as the front runner, and I feel like he's gonna win it. <laughs> I can see that. It's so crazy that they got two brothers, and both of them are elite defensive players. Like, like at, at his peak, J.J. was like, J.J. was crazy good. Like, J.J. was so good one year that he was MVP conversation. That's how good he was year one year. Like, J.J. was crazy, and they have a brother, a younger brother to be just. This is good. What'd you say? The third brother is on the team with TJ. <laughs> Derek White. Exactly. See. Exactly. That's like the Bolster brothers. Both mm-hmm. of them are cold. Yeah, both of them are pretty good. So you got TJ. Uh actually I didn't have TJ earlier this season. Midway through the season season, my, my mid-season pick was Miles Garrett. But I kind of came off Miles and I'm going with A D, man. Aaron Donald, man. No lie. Yeah. Aaron Donald, man, the best defensive player in the NFL. TJ is good, but we're talking about the best defensive player, the most impactful player in the NFL. When you're talking about who outside a quarterback has the most impact on one team, I feel like it's either Derrick Henry or um, Aaron Donald. That's having the most impact on their team, non-football, I mean, non-quarterback players. So, yeah, I got – 
Aaron Donald, man, his impact on every play in the face of constant double team to have uh, 13 and a half sacks. You know what I'm saying? And he joins. Uh, I mean, yeah. Because if he win it this year, he'll join LT and JJ as three-time winners. So that would be insane for one. But that's why I got it. That's why I got it winning, man. And, and a dark horse that I feel like is not getting a lot of love but should. And like you said, TJ leads the lead in sacks, right? He has 15, right? Yeah, TJ leads the lead in sacks. But he's uh, Aaron Donald's right behind him at 13 and a half. But Dark Horse, it's Xavier Howard, man, and for the Dolphins, nine interceptions on the year, man. He locks down receivers, man. He 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 doesn't get like just like just like quarterbacks get a lot of love, and other positions don't get a lot of love for MVP. A lot of cornerbacks don't get a lot of love for defensive player of the year. They also want the big guys, the um defense. middle linebackers, the yeah. defensive ends, the defensive tackle. They want them. So the cornerbacks don't don't tend to not get a lot of love, but Xavier Howard is having an amazing year. Because I remember when they bought Brian John, Byron Jones from the Cowboys over there with him last year, they paid him all that money, and I'm thinking like he was going to go over there and be their number one corner. Even though Xavier had a good year before he got there, I'm thinking like, okay, he, they paid him all the money, he go be the man. Xavier still was the man. He still was balling. Like I said, he picked. He got nine interceptions. Quarterback started uh, started voiding him. They like they stopped going to his side. They was like, yeah, we just we just gonna throw away from him completely. Like I remember time I watched a game years ago when Richard Richard Sherman was still playing for the uh, Seahawks, and they went against Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers didn't throw to his side the whole game. And that's kind of how I felt like teams was doing Xavier Howard. It's like they were just like, we just not gonna throw to his side. We just go whoever he's on. You're pretty much out the game. And I feel like uh, he should get more love for uh, MVP. I mean, defensive player. Your defense is MVP. And but I, I like TJ as a pick though. Like they're my top three. I got I got a I got AD Aaron Donald. I got Xavier Howard, and I got TJ. It's like all of them are right there. And any of them, any of them that would get it, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, actually, I would be surprised if Xavier get it. But if TJ got it, I definitely wouldn't be surprised because he he's having a hell of a season. And he's been balling all season long, and um, they need it because they started out the season on a big winning streak to then turn around and lose three straight and kind of fall out of contention as far as being their top number one seed. And the Chiefs just took off and locked it up, and now they now they playing a wild card weekend, and anything can happen now. Like <laughs> anything can happen now, so they even they even fell below the uh, the Buffalo Bills as far as ranking. So. You never know what can happen now in Wild Card Weekend. But TJ's been that consistent leader and that consistent player for them all season long uh-huh. and helps them throughout the year stay stay balanced and um, continue to try to get this train back on focus because they were bleeding really bad, and he helped stop the bleeding. I, uh, I, I think I said to Xavier Howard earlier in the season, like just watching him play, like he was – I forgot what game that was. It was a close game a couple weeks ago. Xavier Howard just – one hand, like just all season, <laughs> just locking up every receiver that he was on. Like I like Xavier Howard a lot. Honestly, part part of the reason that the Dolphins made such a big jump this year, back with Coach Flores and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones having two shutdown corners on each side, really helped them a lot. And I like Xavier Howard. That's a dark horse, but a lot of times the cornerbacks, DBs don't get a lot of love for Defensive Player of the Year. And also, it just sometimes goes off of the name. 
Like sometimes there are other players that are very deserving, but they don't have that name, that stature that everyone recognizes as much as other players. So they won't get as much recognition. Because in a way, he deserves it just as much as TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. Nine interceptions in a season is crazy. Even if he would have got 10, he probably wouldn't get it just because he doesn't have that same name and stature as Aaron Donald and TJ Watt. But I love that pick for real. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so far, you got, you got uh, A Rod. MVP, defense MVP. You got TJ. I got uh, Aaron Donald. So right now we're going to move into offensive player of the year. And I kind of already gave mine away. I said I feel like it should be Derrick Henry off dump. Like I feel like he should. They should just go ahead and give it to him now. Just send it to his house. Let it sit there while he playing the playoff game. And so he won't have to think about it. Just go ahead and send that man his trophy. I feel like that's his. Um, he's having an amazing season. He's still up a season. And um, – I feel like he locked that up for sure, for sure. So you got to, we got to go ahead and get that up. But um, no, I, I like. I, I said earlier, I like him as MVP, but I know he's probably not gonna get it. Now it's a running back, but he the offensive player of the year. Honestly, there's no other option really. <laughs> like you can, yeah. If they were to give it to, like, if they give it to somebody like Patrick Mahomes, it's gonna be a wide. It's gonna be an outrage. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. The fact oh, yeah, yeah. thousand yard rusher gets no recognition at all. They gonna get he'll he'll get the offensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for sure. So we can we can both agree on that. And um go ahead and go to the next award, which is gonna be offensive rookie of the year. I feel like this one may be a little bit different. Yeah. But, so, so I know who I, I know who I want to win it. <laughs> Who would you like to see winning? Who do you think will win it? I think that Justin – not Justin. I think that Justin Jefferson will win it. But, again, the league is so quarterback-driven that I can see like, – he literally broke the record for the most receiving yards by rookie. I was like, the dude's crazy. Justin Jefferson, honestly, is a reason that a lot of the – the Vikings had a chance in a lot of these games. He honestly did a very good job taking up that space that Stefan Diggs Stephon Diggs got traded away. But I think I want to see Justin Jefferson winning, but Justin Herbert also had a great year. Justin Herbert, 4,300 yards, which is great for a rookie. 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Even though it's double-digit interceptions, it's not bad for a rookie when you got some rookies throwing – 20 to 30 in a rookie season. So, and his passer rating is a 98, which is honestly pretty good. So I can, I want Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is my pick, but I would not be surprised if Justin Herbert won it. Hey, we actually on the same page. I'm surprised. So, um, I want Justin Jefferson to win it. Like I'm an LSU guy all the way. I know you a Clemson guy, but I'm an LSU guy all the way. So I want, I want Jefferson to win it anyway. He actually surprised me this season. I, I didn't know. I didn't expect him to be this good this fast. Like before the season, I was hoping that he can he can step in and be their number one, especially since they lost uh, Stephon Diggs, who had a crazy year. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a sleeper for offensive player of the year too. I know he shouldn't he he shouldn't win it, but he had a crazy year too. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, Justin stepped in and broke Randy Moss' record for rookie uh rookie yards uh, for Vikings. Um, as a wide receiver, so he had a had a nice year with them. And um, Kurt, not the best quarterback, he a decent quarterback. He like a 
he's like an average to below average quarterback. So to do that with him is still amazing. And he still had uh, Adam Thielen, who had a pretty good year too. He didn't have like a horrible year. Mm -hmm. So you got somebody on the opposite um, end of him that's still a productive wide receiver. And for him to put up those numbers, I feel like it's his award to win. But like you said, um, people giving Justin Herbert praise – because they think he's like one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in a long time. He has been balling. He has. Been, he had a high streak when he was throwing. He threw like three touchdowns in a game, like three straight games or three out of five games or something like that. So he 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 well deserved it. And people people tend to lean towards quarterbacks quicker than they lean towards any other positions anyway. So it will it will only be right to follow along to those how the, the NFL history as far as how they give out awards. So I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Justin Herbert, but I'm rocking with you and going with Justin Jefferson, man, the LSU kid, the Louisiana kid, man. When he came out of college, I think he was like a three-star recruit, man. So he worked his way up. Footwork is crazy. He's not the fastest. He's not the most athletic, but he know how, he know how to get open, and he, he practices crab. He, it's only up from here. So I'm not calling him Odell or anything, but – He's definitely talented, though, man. So, shout out to him. And um, next year, he's going to be back. And hopefully, they have a better year next year. Uh, Dalvin Cook is pretty good. He's really good. Uh, t- uh, Adam will be back. Kurt, hopefully, Kurt gets a bit better. And they got a, they got a pretty good team. They, they're in a tough division, though. But the Bears just made a playoff going 8-8. Eight and eight, So, they could have made the playoffs. It's just they came really, up short. I really do believe that Joe Burrow would have been in the conversation when he got hurt, though. Because Joe Burrow was having just as great of a season as Justin Herbert before he got hurt. And both of those, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, at one point were number one and two in the league in passing attempts. I think Justin Herbert ended the year with most passing attempts. Dude was slinging the ball 45 times a game. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I, I think Joe Burrow would have won it mm-hmm. if he would have never got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow would have won it. If he, if Joe Burrow never, uh, he threw with ACL, didn't he? Yeah, ACL and MCL. Yeah. Holy. If he would have never did that, I think he would have won it for sure. But that happened, and Justin happened to step in and become a starter right around the time he got hurt, and he just started balling. And yeah, man, he had a great year. Just to shout out some more rookies that had a pretty good year because this this was a pretty good rookie class. Overall, coming into the season, I thought CD Lamb was going to be the best wide receiver. I know I said Justin surprised me. I thought I thought CD. I know a lot of people was on Jared Judy, and he had a good year too, a decent year. It's but just, uh, it's inconsistency with Drew Locke, so it's just he kind of yeah. If he was, if I think if he was in a situation, a better situation like CD Lamb, even though it's not the best because that got hurt. Danny Don is still a serviceable quarterback. I feel like he would have been, but if they – Drew Locke gets better or they find another quarterback, then I feel like Jerry Judy will have an amazing year. This receiving class is crazy. Yeah, receiving class is crazy. And, it, and before the season started, the people were saying this receiving class was going to be crazy. And it, and it lived up to the hype because it was it – was, they had receivers all over the place that, that had respect for the years. Like T. Higgins had a pretty good year. Like Your boy from Clemson. He had a pretty, I like T. Higgins. Man. He reminds me of A.J. Green who was there. <laughs> And the fact that he's on the same exactly. level as AJ Green also will help that development as well. AJ was uh, exactly beast. You can learn if you can learn from AJ. He was a beast, man. Yeah, AJ was was definitely a beast. So yeah, he, he so this this was but to speak about the running backs, um, James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars had a pretty good year as a rookie back. He was I think he was 
top three, top five in rushing overall, not even just rookie overall. He was top three, top five in rushing. Um, what's the name? Uh, Jonathan Taylor broke the rookie record for Colts for um, rushing yards. So he he had a pretty good year. He started out kind of slow, but he came on late and he uh, kind of took off. And it kind of he kind of once a couple of those running backs over there got hurt. It kind of free open more room for him to just kind of blossom into the player that they expected him to be when they took him so early in the draft. So yeah, he he ended up having a good year. He was on my fantasy team too, so I kept tracking him all year long. So he he had a pretty good year, and yeah, man. So another but yeah, one. I think we're You're missing one, man. I know I'm about to say his name, man. Oh, yeah. I know who you talking about. But listen, only reason I only reason <laughs> I said his name third because he was the third best running back in his class, mm-hmm. Gibson. Right. But Gibson do crazy, bro. If he he missed three games because of turf toe, if he wouldn't have missed them games, he would have been a thousand yards and got a living. He has seven ninety five and missed three games, so he would probably got to a thousand yards, and he had eleven touchdowns. Yeah. Touchdown was if he missed yeah. games, he would have been up there, man. I love Antonio Gibson, he, and especially he was definitely top, top player. He was definitely top one of the top players in. in um, Touchdowns. I seen that early. I, I seen that like midway through the season. I seen how many touchdowns he had. I was like, oh. Yeah, he, to make the transition from a receiver in college to a running back in high school, man, he's not high school tripping. NFL, he has the body for to be a running back, which I was actually surprised the transition went that well. And you can tell he has uh you can tell he's a great he was a good receiver because why Washington uses their running backs more than they do receivers. <laughs> like running backs have all the receptions. Wait. Wait, wait. He was a he was a full blown wide receiver in college. In Memphis, they use him as a wide out slot. <laughs> Dang, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's impressive. That's Made impressive. Got eight hundred yards, three games, ten touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. It's impressive, bro. And got a bright future, especially the way they use him in that offense. Yeah, I just gotta get a quarterback, man. Y'all gotta get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Y'all can <laughs> go out there. Y'all can go get Matt Ryan. I honestly wouldn't hate that. Honestly, would you? Would you want Matt Ryan for a reasonable price? I mean, I wouldn't go throw the whole farm at him for farm at him, but for a reasonable price, a veteran running back, I'd even take somebody like Jimmy G for the right price. You get what I'm saying? Like a, a serviceable veteran, because the rest yeah. of the team is young. The rest of the team is super young. You get a serviceable veteran and that knows what he's doing, won't turn the ball over. Then you see Alex Smith hasn't even been playing that well, but he doesn't turn the ball over that often. So it gives us a chance. Defense is good enough to make up for it. I feel you. I feel you on that. So, yeah, I feel you on that. I thought I thought trading for Sam Donald might be in the play for y'all too. Mm-hmm. Just somebody that protects the ball, man. Yeah. Protect. Run the ball a lot. Um, defense good enough. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's weird. it's a situation for a good young quarterback. It's just we had another receiver. Like we end up getting waddled from the Alabama or somebody late in the first, then or serve a good receiver in the first or something. We'd be good. Set pair with Terry. Terry, dog too, boy. Man, Terry, boy. Terry, <laughs> my favorite player in the yeah, league boy. right now. Terry. Yeah, boy, savage. So, um, just to jump into the next next award, it's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. I know who you're going to go with, and I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. <laughs> Chase Young, man. 
<laughs> Chase Young. Yeah, man. He he came through and he lived up to the hype. Yep. What he said? But he said, I want Brady. I want time. I want time. What he said. I like that. Every time somebody says something like that, it always bites them. <laughs> they come back to bite them, right? I like that. But I like the enthusiasm, though. Yeah, he got seven and a half sacks. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like as much as the 13 that Aaron Donald put up with TJ Watt. But he impacted the game more than just sacks. And then plus the whole D-line is playing, so they splitting the sacks up. You got Montez Sweat. They got like seven or eight themselves. You got Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne that both have that have good sack numbers for D-tackles. And Chase Young, you watch him, man. He's everywhere on the field. Strap, he has forced fumbles, strip sacks, um, full fumble recoveries. He's just run defense just everywhere. So I, I love Chase Young, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, he a baller. He a baller, man. He 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 like he he's somebody you just. I'm glad y'all y'all took him. I'm gonna say that like because he he's somebody that you just can't pass on. One thing I said though, I was like, I said if y'all if y'all had the number one pick, would you would you have been mad if y'all took Joe Burrow? At the time, I'm speaking. At the time, I wouldn't have been mad because. A lot of players like Chase Young sometimes come in. I thought Chase Young was going to be similar to Clowney. You know what I'm saying? So Clowney was always a good player, but Clowney never lived up to the LT comparisons, Michael Strahan comparisons. Never lived up to those, but he was good. I thought Chase Young would be something like that. And we needed a quarterback. So in a way, if Joe Burrow would have been there, I think they would have drafted him. But I wouldn't have been – now I know what I know now. I would have been mad, but – if he would have went to the Giants and played the same way, I would have been upset. But at first, I wouldn't have been originally. Yeah, crazy and crazy. It would have been crazy. Like, I don't know. I think if y'all took Joe Burrow, even after knowing how Chase Young played this year, I think y'all still would have been in a better position because it's, it's hard to come across a, fan- a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like, as talented as, as any player is in any other position, when you got a talent, a franchise talented quarterback – I think that trumps any position, like regardless of what it is. Like, yeah. and then like, you gotta, have, you gotta Chase, have that guy. You can tell the Chase Young has invigorated the rest of the defense. Like Chase Young, Montez Sweat was I always, I always believed in Montez Sweat. I love Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen was good before this, but you can just tell. And also, Jack Del Rio and the defensive scheme went from the three four to the four three. That's a big play, a big part in the two. But you can just tell Chase Montez Sweat is feeding off of Chase Young. And Darren Payne is oh. feeding off of Chase Young. And he's elevated their games as well. Like there, there's a reason that that front four is is kind of feared. That's the reason that they've carried the defense. Chase Young has elevated them. So <laughs> that's what I do like about the situation. Now, I do agree that it's hard to come around um to come with a to get a franchise quarterback, but then again, though it is kind of it's not easy. It's not easy either getting franchise level talent from defensive positions as well because there are a lot of busts and a lot of players we thought were going to be the best defensive ends in the world, best linebackers in the world that never came to be anything. And so that is a fact. I feel like they ended up where they needed to be. And again, Clowney is another example. Clowney was good in, in in Houston. He was decent in Seattle, but he never lived up to that level. We never had the 
all the hype, he never lived up to it quite. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of players like that similar to him in the past that haven't lived up to that. So, yeah. Damien Sue. Who? Sue. Oh, Sue. Yeah, Sue. Sue was good. I love Sue in, 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 in Detroit, but his career, you know what I'm saying, is not – you know, he's – and so it's just when you find any lifetime, once in a lifetime talent, you go after it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You it's really a lottery, though. It's like at the end of the day, they can they can check all the boxes, but you never really know until they get to the league. Yep. But you just gotta you gotta do all your homework, check up, check every box you can, and just hope when they get to the lead that all that talent's gonna transition to the lead and they live up to that hype that everybody's saying about them. So look at yeah, Blake Bortles, Jared Goff, um, <laughs> like all of they checked every box, arm strength, accuracy, everything, and look at him. You know, what I'm saying Jared Goff is good, but he's not the player they thought he would be in four or five years. Not close to it. For a number one overall pick, definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. And you got players that don't check all the boxes and end up being good, like Josh Allen. Like Terry McLaurin. <laughs> Nobody thought Terry McLaurin. He was like he was drafted in later rounds. Nobody really looked at him. And Terry McLaurin, look at him now. Yeah. Um Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. <laughs> All that Seahawks yeah. bleeding the whole team, honestly. <laughs> Russell Wilson. You know, they, they didn't check the boxes and now they're just they became superstars. Cause it's something about having that heart. And have that mindset of I'm gonna be the best. Like you can't measure that. That's something you can't measure on no test, no grade, no metrics. Nothing. You can't do. You just gotta either have it or you don't. It's about having that heart and having that mindset that I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna outwork everybody. And it's nothing that you. It's literally nothing you can do to degrade that. It's like either you got it or you don't. And a lot of players don't have like just speaking of one player in particular, Dwayne Haskins, the one guy just cut. And I didn't I, have it. I honestly believe in Dwayne Haskins, man, but like he I mean, even his coach Urban Meyer at the time said that he wasn't quite ready to be an NFL quarterback. And the style of quarterback that he was is kind of kind of guessed it. But even still compared to other quarterbacks that were rookies, having to play as much as him, he still was below them. You know what I'm saying? And I guess a part of the play, you see players like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert coming in first-year quarterbacks, and they're just blazing. And you look at your quarterback, and you're like, well, if I if he throws the ball five times, I'm sure one of them is going to be a pick. You know what I'm saying? Or I didn't even know um, Urban said that. Yeah, Urban was um, a couple of years ago. Urban didn't just flat out. But Urban, in a way, he said that, it's a not a t- ability thing, but it's more of a maturity thing in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and a lot of people said the same thing. Like, like he only had one year of college, amazing year, which is why people didn't want to take him in the first round <laughs> because, or that early in the first round because he was only a one year of fifty, 50 touchdown season he had at Ohio State. It was only one year, so in all in a way he was unproven. And in Ohio State quarterbacks and that system aren't really the most successful quarterbacks in the world, same as Alabama. So there's two knocks against them, but we still went and drafted them early. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully Justin Fields be be that anomaly that come through and change what people think about Ohio State quarterbacks. Like Joe Burrow and LSU. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. Because we don't never have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. But, yeah, man, just to jump into this last award, we did MVP. 
We did defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, uh, Rick, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Last one's going to be comeback player. Well, we got two more. Well, one more player award than coach, coach of the year. We got okay. comeback player of the year, man. So who, who you got as comeback player of the year? Alex Smith, bro. Alex, man. Yeah. Not even just a play wise, just the fact that he came just about to almost dead, 17 surgeries. They told him he might not make it, told him he would ever play football again. And when he stepped on the football field this season, I believe he won comeback player of the year. And if it doesn't have the award doesn't have a name, I think they should name it after him. I don't think any other quarterback has just made that draft like that miraculous comeback like that ever in history. So I agree, man. Alex Smith all the way, man. You, you just gotta give it to him, man. Just like you said, to be to be what he went to for as far as saying that he may die. Like he yeah, may have to have his leg amputated mm-hmm. to say he never be could never probably walk again to be on the field leading a pro team to the playoffs. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. They should, they should name the award out of him, man. Everybody else would have retired. I promise you. That's just that's just insane. That's just insane. Like that's something you just do not see. And it, it's a it's an amazing story that he was able to come over and do that. And I just, you know what I'm saying, just glad he's here and wish him the best in the playoff, man, because y'all, y'all got a tough test. Mm-hmm. Y'all got that. Y'all, we said somebody bad, man. Y'all got a, a really bad man, mm-hmm. a six-time champion bad man. So y'all got a test coming y'all way. So, man, just to jump into this very last award before we give our quick uh, NFL wild card, just wild card week predictions. So that's everybody except the Chiefs and the Packers. It's going to be predictions for the first week. But just coach of the year, man, who you got? I have Sean McDermott, the Bills. Mm. I have Sean McDermott. I like that. And, I mean, it's out, I think it's out of two for me. So, I think it's Sean McDermott and I have uh, Brian Flores. The, the Sean McDermott, because the past two seasons, he's had this Bills team playing better than I have they have in my entire lifetime. Bills was known as <laughs> – from the time I was born and growing up, when we always had a set team that were good. We had the Ravens, which was good, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. You had the Patriots always was Tom Brady. The Raiders were off and on. You had, the Browns were always bad. Washington had a few good years. The Bills were always one of the bad teams. And for the past two or three seasons, for him to have last season, they were 10 and 6. This year, they were 3 and 13 and literally have potential. And Josh Allen has elevated his play. They have the, they have, they potentially can go to the Super Bowl. I have that. Now, Flores, I have it because they literally went from 5 and 11 last season to 10 and 6 this season. Even if they didn't make the playoffs, which they, Kind of sucks the way the NFL. I'm, I'm happy because we watched and got in with the losing record, which my team go go football team. But the Dolphins were ten and six and didn't make it, which sucks for the fans and sucks for the players as well. But Flores had them from five and eleven to ten and six. If they ever had consistent or even average quarterback play, Tua, I think he will. Tua has still has potential, but Tua needs to elevate. I think Brian, Brian Flores showed how great of a coach he is this year by leading and elevating the play of that Miami Dolphins team. I like those picks. I like those picks. And I actually, I like Brian Flores as a pick mainly because two seasons ago, people were accusing them of tanking and players were asking their agents to get them out of Miami because they didn't want to be a part of that culture. 
Now, if you fast forward from that moment to now to see them at 10 and 6, you would think that wasn't even two seasons ago. That was last season players were doing that. Once I think about it, that was last season. It just seemed like it was so long ago because of COVID and everything. That was last season that players were asking their agents to get them out of Miami because they felt like they were tanking and they didn't want to be a part of that losing culture. They ended the season on a good note, playing hard, playing. And we spoke about this before about teams that even though they're losing, they give you a feeling like they they right at the cusp of breaking through. And Miami gave us that feeling last year. They they were losing, but they they were losing, but they was like they go you go feel that you go feel that dub if you get that dub out of them because they go make it hard for you and they go play hard. And um Brian Flores definitely brought a different type of culture to that organization and um black coach, black GM and black starting quarterback. So they got the triple threat over there, man. So they're literally um, a decent quarterback play away from being a powerhouse, man. Defense is great. Offensive line is better. Receivers, I mean, I, I still, they still have Devontae Parker. Of course, they probably could use another one. But if Tua elevates this year, I believe they will be a powerhouse, man. Yeah, I, th- I think I think they got to give Tua one one full season as a starter before they decide to move on from him. Yeah. Even though they got number three pick, they should give Tua one more year and see how he can do. Because it, it's so quick that players, they, teams want to throw players away so quickly. And he literally just came off the hip surgery his last year in college. He's coming back fully healthy this season. He didn't. He barely played this whole season. So give him give him one more year and um, see how he put, progress before you feel like you got to throw him away and um, get to the to shining toy. To elevate him, go draft Smith with that number three pick from Alabama. Give him another weapon outside Devontae Parker and go pick up a quarterback that will be competition for him. To the motive to elevate him, I wouldn't say draft one, but go pick up one because I'm sure Fitz Magic gonna be gone. But another young quarterback, yeah, maybe Donald, maybe Trubisky, if they can get their hands on him, another young quarterback come in and compete, and a stud receiver like Devontae Smith, that's the way you see what you got into it. I promise you. I think they should definitely take a quarterback with a three with R. Let's let the let that be known. The three <laughs> third pick they have is the Houston Texans pick. You think they should draft a quarterback? No, no, no. I think they should draft a wide receiver. I, oh, I, I think they should draft. Oh, okay. I thought you said they should draft a quarterback. I'm like, no, I don't think I would say they should waste two high picks in a row. I think put weapons around the young quarterback to see what he, to see how they do, do in that system. And then next year, you go find another quarterback if you need to be. No, 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 no. I agree. I agree. I, like I said, I said, I don't feel like they should give up on him yet. I don't feel like they should give up on him yet. I, like I love him. <laughs> I love Gesicki too. So. No. I'm saying the third pick they have is the Houston Texans pick. They stole it from us. It was a highway high robbery. Highway robbery. They stole it from us. I'm going to the police. And we, we have a full investigation about what happened with Miami and the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien, that fool that gave all our picks away for a player. Yeah, come on, man. Larry Matonso, right? <laughs> And forget Larry Tunsil. We had we had a lot. We had a uh, left tackle, Brown, and they got him out of town because he spoke up for himself. Forget, forget, man, forget that whole situation. I'm upset. 
So, yeah, man, with the third pick, they should definitely t- consider taking a wide receiver. I, I take – Smith is good, but I like I like Chase still, man. I like Jamar Chase. I, I, I think Jamar State should still the best receiver in this draft class. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm an LSU guy, though. I love, I love Might be little- But based off the season Smith is having, I don't see how they get out. <laughs> Smith, is- Smith may win the high. He should win. Uh, if, they, if he doesn't, then it should change that award to the best quarterback award, bro. He should win it. <laughs> Definitely, Smith. Smith may win the Heisman, man. So. I love Jamar Chase. I, I was hoping if Washington didn't make the playoffs, we go get him. But he's gonna be gone before we get our pick. So, yeah, y'all, y'all, pretty, y'all, pretty, y'all after everybody that made it, that didn't make the playoffs. So y'all like what, fifteen, sixteen? No, even that. Yeah, about, no. yeah, about fifteen, sixteen. Now, the huh? other guy from Alabama may be there. The other receiver from Alabama may be there. Oh yeah, yeah, he's coming back to the championship too. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, man, uh, I just can't agree on Brian Flores being coach of the year because he didn't make the playoffs. I can't, I can't give him that. Can't give him that, man. I'm gonna go with Shine with the Bills, man. I feel like, I feel like he's he's the he's the pick. He's the obvious pick, and you know, people don't want to give it to uh, because I want to say coach. To me, it's Shine being coach Lafleur, uh, Matt Lafleur. With the Packers, I feel like he went back to back seasons thirteen and three. He he's keeping that, but the only thing that's gonna take away from him is the fact that he has the MVP on his team. So it's like, ah, uh, is it you or is a Rob Pauling? You know what I'm saying? So, and the same thing, kind of same thing for Andy Reid. It's like, is it you or is Patrick Mahomes just balling? So it's like they kind of hurt them. And um, just Josh Allen is balling, but he wasn't like balling like crazy like this. Like A Rod yeah. came out going crazy. If Patrick Josh came out. Started, going crazy. If Josh would have started the season how he ended it, I promise you, Josh probably would have won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went crazy. Him and him and him and Diggs found their connection, and they went they went crazy together, man. So it, it, it it's 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 fun. It's fun. No lie, it's fun. It's just this whole season, considering everything we've been going through throughout this year, man. This past twenty twenty. Going into twenty twenty one, man, is I'm surprised they was able to finish a whole football season. Honestly, man, I, I didn't think we were gonna be able to do it, or they were gonna be able to do it. And but we here, we here in the playoffs now. So speaking of playoffs, what you say? So especially after the Ravens fiasco and the Ravens had like 20, fifteen people had COVID, I thought they going to end the season, man. Exactly, I, I thought it was gonna be over, man. I I, I did not think we could be this far. So now we in the playoffs, man. Just speaking of the playoffs, we just go jump right into it, man. We got Wild Card Weekend, and we're going to start from the games that's played first all the way to the game that's played last. So the first game is going to be Saturday, January 9th, and it's going to be the Colts versus the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. So the Colts are 11-5. They led by Phillip Rivers as the quarterback. And like I said, Jonathan Taylor, we spoke about him as their running back. And they had a pretty good defense, um, really good defense, honestly. And you know what I was thinking about the other day, though? Imagine if Andrew Luck never retired. That could be a Super Bowl team right there. Like, if they went 11-5 with Patrick – I mean, not Patrick Mahomes, but Phillip Rivers, if Andrew Luck was behind center, a healthy Andrew Luck, dog, they could literally be probably a Super Bowl contender right now. No lie. <laughs> crazy. Like, that's so crazy. Like, they could literally be a Super Bowl contender if Andrew Luck was still there. But yeah, man. So, like Favre, man. what'd you say? May come out of retirement like Favre. Maybe, maybe he got he got he got all that money. He probably big chilling on somebody's ranch or something. He probably got his own ranch. 
chasing pigs every day. You know, country <laughs> boy. So, so, <laughs> so who you who you think will win that one, man? Bills, Bills, and Coats. Are you want me to go first? I got Bills. The Bills. They've been playing at such a high level. If they continue their level of play. I don't see anybody. Their defense, the coach defense is good, but I don't see anybody on their side that can stop uh, Stephon Diggs. And then people forget they do have, a, you know what I'm saying, they have a, a two-headed backfield with Moss and Singletary. They're great. Um, Cole Beasley playing. That's one. That's another option besides Stephon Diggs is playing well this year. They have a running game, good offensive line. Uh, Josh Allen, if they continue that level of play, defense is great. So if they continue the level of play, I got the Bills, man. But it's gonna be—I f- I feel like it's gonna be a pretty good game. I agree. I agree. Cause you know, I like—I like the Colts, man. I- I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the Colts. They played them out of the division. They in the AFC South. I don't like any team out the AFC South, honestly. Jacksonville, Colts, and the Tennessee Titans. I hate them all. But I, the uh, the Bills go go ahead and handle this one. The Colts had a good season, though they surprised me. I didn't expect them to be this good. I thought Philip Rivers was, was washed, and I thought he was done. But he was able to make it through this whole season. They on uh, their defense is led by uh, uh, what's his name, Darius uh, what is that, Leonard? Yeah, Darius Leonard. They he's led by him, and he's he's having a pretty good season. He he leads them in sacks, not sacks, but he leads them in total ta- um tackles with one hundred and um thirty thirty two overall, and um he's having a good year. And man, uh, defense is scary, like I said. But uh, in offense, offensively, they they're decent. Their leading receiver is TJ T. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, and I'm surprised that he had that good of a season because he he was kind of inconsistent all year. He uh, he had 93 targets, only 53 56 catches, 770 62 yards. So, but they 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 run the game was crazy. Like like we were saying earlier, like. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a big year. He had over 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns too. So that's why he better than your boy. He, he, he better than your boy. But your boy is good. Gibson's good. But Don, Jonathan, he beat him out this year. So, but yeah, man. And uh, of course, they got Phillip Rivers. He had, he had a better year than I thought. He had over 4,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. But after saying all that, I'm going with the um, Buffalo Bills too, man. They they just they too hot right now. They probably the only team that can give. The Chiefs are run right now, and uh, yeah, man, they're just too hot right now. 13 to 3. Josh Allen and um, Diggs is just clicking. Uh, Sean McDormand, he's he's dealing right now with the, with the coach calling, like the, the offensive coordinator getting getting interviews for head coaching jobs, like they just hot right now. So, we agree with that. So, just to jump into the next game, it's going to be same day, Saturday on January 9th, it's going to be the Rams versus. The Seahawks. That's a in. That's a in, the divisional game. Divisional rivals. Mm-hmm. They're both. They're both in the same division. So, so yeah, man. The, um, and that division was. I, that division was more tough than I thought this year. And, and NFC West is always like, tough, though. Honestly, the Forty Nine ers had a rough year. And the Cardinals. They started off hot and just plummeted. So. <laughs> yeah. Facts. 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 So. So yeah, man. The Rams are traveling to Seattle. I go. I do this one first, since you just did the next one. Cause the next one's gonna be for you anyway. It's gonna be your team, uh, yeah, DC. So, so I go ahead and knock this one out first. I, I'm gonna go with uh, the Seahawks, man. I feel like uh, Russell's gonna um, they gonna let Russ cook and he gonna do his thing. He, he's kind of they have Seahawks having a quiet good season. They went 12 and four. They started out pretty hot and they kind of had like a rough patch where Russell was throwing like too many interceptions. And and they kind of they kind of cooled down because when they started the season out, they was they was allowing like 
thirty some points a game, like every game. Like they played, they played the Falcons, they put up twenty five. They played the Patriots, they put up thirty. They played the Cowboys, they put up thirty. Dol- Dolphins put up twenty three. Vikings twenty six. Like everybody, um, Cardinals thirty seven. Everybody was putting up points on them, man, and they they defense kind of chilled out these last couple games. They they kind of did more a better job at locking people up and not allowing so many points. Granted, they didn't play that big of a competition. They played like um, the Jets, the Giants, the Washington uh, football team. They didn't play that big of a team, that that tough teams, but they did kind of play better towards the end of the season. And man, Russ, uh, he started the season. Everybody thought he was gonna be MVP. He was cooking, dog. Like Russ was cooking this. He cooked. He cooked so much. <laughs> I wanted to get. Man, he cooked so much. He burnt the food, man. Cause he, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of, he, he did a little too much cooking, man, and overcooked. And now the, now everything burnt. But they was able to get into the playoffs. They got twelve and four. They having a sneaky good season. Pete Carroll's still there. You know what I'm saying? Russ is still there. DK Metcalf is one of the best wide receivers in the league. He he had over 1,300 yards this year. He's surprising me. I thought he was just a workout warrior. I didn't think he was going to be this good. But he he's definitely he's definitely balling right now. So, well, yeah, man, I'm going to go with the Seahawks, though, man. Who you got? I got the Seahawks, too. I just – I don't trust Jared Goff, man. I don't – like, Jared Goff is good. He is inconsistent. Like, one game, he'll play like out. Next game, he'll just – with with the bed, you know what I'm saying. So I don't really trust Jared Goff. Now that running game, I love it. There's some serious about their running game. Their offense relies on that running game. If they can get the running game going, then I think they have a great chance against a Seahawks defense, which did improve, but still isn't uh, at the level we're used to seeing Seattle defenses. If they do start to be able to run the ball, then I can see um, the Rams coming in. Aaron Donald will be a problem. Um, Leonard Floyd is having a really good season. But overall, with Seattle, man, I love Chris Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde have led the charge. Honestly, when it comes when when they Russell Wilson started to decline a little bit, those two running backs came in and said, "Okay, we got this." Started running. They had they missed a couple of games. Not not only DK Metcalf, but Tyler Lockett, underrated. Honestly, in my opinion, the most underrated receiver in the league is Tyler Lockett. Man, Tyler Lockett is a security blanket. Tyler Lockett is. Both of them, him and DK, are having amazing seasons. So I, I have the Seahawks, and I think it will be closer. But I just don't really trust Jared Goff in this situation. Hey, I, you fact, Tyler Lockett is having a good year. He went for a thousand yards this season too. So uh, that's my bad for leaving him out of that equation. So yeah, I like that too. So man, just to jump into this next matchup, it's going to be the same day. But it's going to be the last matchup of the day. It's going to be that Saturday. And it's going to be the Buccaneers going to Washington, D.C. Yeah, you heard what Chase said. Chase said, uh, he said, I want, I want time. I want, give me Brady. I want time. You heard what he said. So, so you, you know how time is. People talk that talking. He, he, he like to talk back. Time not scary. He like to talk back. So, so how you feel about that, man? Hell to the football team, man. I just – first of all, I hate that because it always backfires, like I said earlier. <laughs> when people talk, it always backfires. Bruce Arians already responded saying that um, he's going to wish for the wrong thing. But I don't feel like this game will be as, as – like, it will be closer than people think, being that the weakness of the Buccaneers is a pass rush. Look at what the Giants did to them early. The Giants should have won that game. But being the Giants, Giants went to bed a little bit. They should have won that game. They lost by like two. 
So if we take that formula, apply it, Mike Evans is hurt. So we take that formula, apply it. Chase Young, Sweat, Payne, Allen, get to the quarterback. The defensive line plays how they can play. Um, then Tom Brady, you get Tom Brady uncomfortable. Tom Brady may start making mistakes. Tom Brady can't get the ball to the receiver. Even when Mike Evans hurt, they still have a good receiving call with uh, Miller, Antonio Brown, who's honestly playing way better than I thought it would be coming back. And Chris Godwin, if he's – I'm not sure if he's hurt or not. But um, in a way, I believe the defense is – our defense is a good matchup. Our defense, I think, is still a top five in the league. So it's a great matchup. Now, the game is going to rely on – the offense. Our offense is not that great. Alex Smith is um, not as mobile as he used to be. You put pressure on him in a way, just like Tom Brady, he's going to go down. Um, we have another backup quarterback, which I feel like should have had a chance, but Alex Smith gives us the best chance to win. And we, the, the formula to this game is to get Antonio Gibson going, running the ball, running the ball. Um, but that will be hard with the linebacking core that the Buck, Buck have with Devin White and Levante David. They're quick, fast, and get to him. So if Antonio Gibson gets going and we can get the ball into the hands of our playmakers, which is Terry McLaurin. And also, I love Logan Thomas, bro. Quarter, they drafted as a quarterback, came in, and honestly is having a great season, man. Logan Thomas is surprising me. We needed a tight end before the season started, and he's filled that void. Like, I now I don't, I'm not in, we're not in need of that anymore because of him. He's great. So we get the hands, ball in the hands of, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and Terry McLaurin enough, then I think it will do well. But in this matchup, I believe, even though I'm a Washington football team fan, realistically, I have the Bucks. but they beware of an upset. Upset alert, man. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you one even better. The Bucks winning. I'm lying. The Washington football team is taking this game, and they're winning. I got them winning, man. They're taking this game and they winning, man. They're winning it at home at, with Washington football team, man. They're going to have Tom Brady back there tap dancing like the late, great Gregory Hines, man. He's going to be back there moving his feet, tap dancing all over the place. They're going to be at his feet, at his face, all in his all on his body. They're going to be on him, man. That, that front four is coming for Tom's head. And Tom is an older man now. He's an older man. He's not an old man, but he is an older man, especially football old. So, it's going to be tough on them, man. And when that pressure's coming, they, they prove throughout the season that when – well, throughout Tom's career, you if you prove if you can get – if you can rush him, you give him problems. That's pretty much any quarterback. Because Tom's not a mobile quarterback, but he's one of the – he's not – he's one of the – it's not the smartest quarterback of all time. Uh, he's probably up there with, like, Peyton Manning as far as smartest quarterback, as far as seeing the field and moving around in the pocket. He has, like, some of the most best footwork ever. But – they coming for him, man. They coming for him. They coming for him, man. And if the offense can give y'all anything, mm. I think y'all can win this game. If they can give y'all anything, if Terry um can get going, if Gibson can get going, if Smith can give us something, like something, man. I feel like y'all this this y'all game for the taking, man. And I'm I'm actually picking a Washington football team to take this win, man, and take this dub and go ahead and, and retire Tom Brady, man. Bro, I would probably cry tears of joy if that happens. <laughs> I will, man. I'd be so. That's my Super Bowl, man. <laughs> imagine that, though. Imagine Tom Brady losing in the first round of back-to-back years. That's that sounds like something insane. Like that don't even sound right. 
so yeah, man, I, I got that. So so the first so the first, for the first day matchup, just to rehash that real fast to everybody. Colts and Bills, we both got the Bills, Rams and Seahawks, we both got the Seahawks. Bucks and Washington, I got Washington, they got Bucks. So we're gonna see how that lines up um this weekend. Just to jump into the next day, Sunday, we got three games on that day as well. And the first game that day is gonna be that Sunday at noon. It's gonna be the Ravens versus the Titans. I did this one first since uh, they just did that last one first. Um, I actually got I got the Ravens winning this one, man. This this their revenge game, man. They they out for revenge. Like Derrick Henry's having an amazing year. He's probably go rumble and tumble all over them just like he did last year. He's gonna do his thing, but I think I believe that the Ravens gonna be able to um, uphold them this year, man, and and do their thing and be able to keep up with them and, and actually pull this victory out. Because they said it last year, they said they they looked past the Tennessee Titans last year. They said it. They came Tennessee Titans came in at nine and seven. They was looking past them, thinking they could blow them out because they had like a crazy. I think the Ravens went fifteen and one or fourteen and two. I believe it was one of those. And um, they had an MVP on their team, and they just they, they wasn't even paying attention to who they were playing. They were thinking like, oh, the small Tennessee Titans, who's going, they can't beat us. And they came in and they beat them. They punched them in their mouth and they showed them what was up. And they, they tried to come back. And Lamar tried to be a Superman, do everything, but he just couldn't do it, man. So this year, I feel like they're gonna come in more focused. They're getting healthy at the right time. There's, um, he's still the MVP until further notice. Lamar's still the MVP, and this is his shining moment, man. The first year he went to the playoffs, that's the first year he became a starter. He kind of scrubbed out, came back next year, scrubbed out again. So at some point, he he has to show up in the playoffs, man. He's still young. Um, he still has a lot to prove. He's still still. Still very young, man, but uh, he 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 can't keep scrubbing out in the playoffs and people just looking past it, man. It's, it's time to have his one shining moment, and that revenge tour starts Sunday at noon in Tennessee. So I got Ravens going on the road, beating Tennessee at home. And for that reason, I have the Titans, man. I did, I love Derrick Henry, bro. Favorite running back in the league right now, besides AG, but. With him, with Derrick Henry on that field, it's just such a big impact. If they find a way, to, any way to contain him, then of course I have the Ravens. But and Lamar Jackson, the past few years, of course he hasn't shown anything in the playoffs really. So I do have the Titans because of that reason. But in playoffs, it's a little bit different when it comes to scrambling quarterbacks. You have to rely on your arm and your brain in the playoffs a little bit more than you did the regular season. Teams are. Preparation is the, at the highest level when playoff time comes. Uh, it's Lamar, so I'm sure he'll be able to scramble a little bit, scramble a good amount. But overall, he's going to have to air the ball out. If he can, the Titans defense is not the best, so he's going to have to air the ball out. If he doesn't have a good day throwing the ball, then I believe that the Titans will win again. I feel that. I can definitely see that, but – like I said, I'm riding with Lamar, man. I'm riding with LJ. He, it's his time to shine, man. He need to be – right now, he should be – right now, at this very moment, Lamar Jackson should be doing a 1,000 push-ups right now. Just knocking them out, 1,000. I need a 1,000 back-to-back-to-back-to-back. 1,000 every night to the Super Bowl. But, nah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> man, I'm going to fall off. But yeah, man. Just jump to the next game. We got we got a, a more local team for us, the Saints, man. Saints versus the Bears, man. So, 
Saints are going to be at home. They don't really have their full home court advantage, but home field advantage because the the Superdome can't be packed. And I've been there Superdome for a game day. That's going to get loud. I've never been there for a playoff game. I know it's loud for that. But for a regular game, I've been I've been a about two or three Saints games, and it gets loud. So man, uh, it gets loud even when they're losing. So so yeah, man. Who you got winning that game? You got the Bears traveling to New Orleans. I got the Saints. I have the Saints because if Kamara is back and they have the other pieces of their team back, then I believe the Saints will win. But the Saints can't come in this game underestimating the Bears. Mr. Bisky is hasn't lived up to his his the position that he was drafted in, but he can show flashes, and their defense is nothing to blink at. It's nothing to take. Um, it's nothing to overlook. So if they can get Kamara going, if Drew can get the ball moving, if uh, Latavius Murray can give something to Emmanuel Sanders, then I believe that the Saints will come out of this pretty easily. But they just can't come in over underestimating the the, uh, the Bears. I agree. I agree. I'm actually hoping the Saints win because one reason in particular, I'm not a Saints fan. I'm far from a Saints fan. I'm a Texans fan. I cheer for the Saints when I'm not cheering for the Texans, though. I will say that. My dad's a a Saints fan. He's a Saints fan, diehard. But I'll say this. Saints fans have been giving Breeze a hard time this year. And I I just want to say something. This is just me going hopping on my soapbox. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all self. Saints fans, y'all should be embarrassed. <laughs> that's what I, that's how I feel because how y'all give this man a hard time because he's having a bad season when this man bought y'all out of – he bought y'all from under the trash bag. Y'all was walking around wearing trash bags every day. They was calling y'all the ain'ts. Y'all was wearing paper bags to the games. He bought y'all to from, from the dungeon up to the big city, the big lights, and y'all treat that man like he the side chick. I just want to throw them out the way. Get rid of them. Y'all not right. I'm talking to all Saints fans out there. Y'all not right. Y'all know what y'all should do. Y'all should y'all should be thankful he's there and, and make sure that this team around him does everything in their power to carry that man to one last Super Bowl. He's retiring after this year. Hate to break it to you. He's retiring after this year. But y'all need to carry that man to one last Super Bowl so he can go out on a high note just like the, just like the Broncos did for Peyton Manning. And Breeze not Peyton Manning, but y'all were just arguing not too long ago that Breeze was like a top five quarterback all the time, yada, yada, yada. So treat him like it, man. Y'all ready to throw that man away just because he's having a bad season? He old. He old. He old. We know that he old. He old. We got that. But y'all doing that man wrong. Y'all y'all wrong for that. Y'all wrong for that. I feel like that man, did. he did so much for y'all at the Superdome, what bought y'all a Super Bowl. Have y'all put y'all a, a contention every year, and y'all just ready to throw that man out the back door for who? For Tyson Hill? For Tyson Hill? Y'all wrong. I'm gonna tell you y'all wrong. I'm not a Saints fan, but I do like Drew Brees, and y'all wrong. So that's all I gotta say. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off my soapbox, man. I'm gonna come back down, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make my pick. I got the Saints winning, man. I got the Saints winning this game, and um, um, Kamara. Hopefully, he can play, man. He 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 dealing with COVID right now, so hopefully he can play. He couldn't play last week. Hopefully, he's he 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 has enough negative 
test back to back where he can play and um he's good to go. And Mike Thomas, he's not there either, man. So hopefully he he's 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 able to go and he's fully healthy. So they need they need all the help they can get. So yeah, man, I got I got the Saints winning that one as well, man. So just in terms of the last game, this is going to be the primetime game, su- Sunday night primetime. And it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Man, the Cleveland Browns finally made the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs in about a thousand years, and they finally got in there, man. They finally pushed their ticket in. It's been a long time coming. Last time they made the playoffs, I, I don't think I was thought of. So, and I'm old. So, I'll let you know, it's been a minute since some boys made the playoffs. So, um, they finally got in, though. They got Baker. He did his thing, and he he was able to help them along the way. They Nick Nick Chubb, the whole whole squad, man. I'm not gonna just pin on one player. They got Miles Garrett. Uh, they got uh, Dizzy Award. They got they, Jarvis Landry. They got a new coach came in. They got they got a they got a pretty good team. And Baker, man, of course, with all these commercials he has. So yeah, man, they did his thing. But the Steelers, man, we talked about them earlier in the, in the podcast. They started the season out high. They went like what ten and zero, eleven and zero, something like that. And they just lost three in a row. They lost the first game they lost to your to your your team, DC. They lost that one. Then they turned around and lost to the Bills. And they turned around and lost to the Cincy. Then they finally won one. Then they just lost this last one. So yeah, man, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough for them. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I got Cleveland winning this one, man. I got Cleveland winning this one, Zay. I got Baker, man. He gonna come in and do his thing. Nick Chubb will be rumbling, tumbling, and I got Cleveland winning this one, man. I, I feel like I feel like still is a fraud team, man. I feel like I feel like Big Ben is not. He's he's done, and um, he been he been a they been he been like a had a cologne on a cloak of cologne, just hiding how he really smell, and he smells like he stinks because he stunks all season long, man. So, man, and I and I just want to say sorry to my uncle. Cause I know you are a diehard Steelers fan, but y'all losing in the first round, um, and don't get mad at me. I might even go text you when y'all lose. I'm not gonna text you till about two, de- two or three days later. So just, just hit me up whenever you free, cause that's a loss y'all taking. And I got the Cleveland Browns winning that one. Hey, what you got? I got the Browns. The, the Steelers. After I started noticing before they even lost to Washington that the Steelers kind of were shaky in a way. The fact that they throw the ball. 90, 99% of the game. The fact that some games didn't have five rushing attempts, they didn't have no run game at all, which is something you need in the playoffs. You have to run the ball in the playoffs. You have no running game. You're relying on an almost 40-year-old man who just came back from elbow surgery to throw the ball 50, 55 times a game, which is not going to work out, um, especially in January. If they do find a way to have a running game, they have a better chance. They do have receivers, but they – drop passes too often. Deontay Johnson is good. Juju is not like we thought he would be. So I guess AB was right a little bit. But um, they have Chase Claypool. I love Chase Claypool. Um, Their defense, if they can get some players back, that way they took a big hit with losing Bud Dupree, which was the opposite side of TJ Watt, which is part of the reason TJ Watt was doing as well as they have because it was two monsters on both sides. But I think still his defense is still good, but offensively they're limited. This dink and dunk the whole time. There's no running game. Big Ben can't throw the ball down the field multiple times a game probably. Um, Cleveland has an all-around great team. Defense, Miles Garrett, they have good second. They have a pretty decent secondary with Denzel Ward. Um, they have – the Browns always have – I don't know. Browns have been terrible, but they always have had a good offensive line. 
Um, uh, running back, they have two-headed monster. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to come at you and slap you in the mouth. They will run the ball the whole game. They have a good receiving core. Even though they're missing Odell, their receivers are still good. Led by Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins has been the integral piece of this team. So, in my opinion, this game is goes as far as Baker Mayfield will take them. This team is good. They have they have a roster that can make it to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They just need Baker Mayfield to not turn the ball over and have some good – so, like, three to four consistent good games. This team will go as far as Baker Mayfield will take it. And I like Baker Mayfield. I never was one of the more critics of him. But if he if he plays bad, they might lose. If he doesn't and plays pretty decent, don't turn the ball over, then I can see them going far. So right now I have the Browns winning over the Steelers. Okay, okay. We are at agreements. And I like that. I like that. So just to just to go over and rehash that last that Sunday. We both got uh, – no, no, I got Ravens winning. You got Tennessee winning, right? First game? Mm-hmm. Second game, we both got the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. And you got, we both got the Browns. So, yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting week, man, because um, most of the games – a lot of the games we picked, we uh, we picked against the, the spread, the Vegas spread. So, we're going to see if we're right or we're going to see if we're wrong. Um, we're going to see how this going to go. Uh, we gave y'all NFL preseason – not preseason, NFL postseason – Award picks, who we think will be MVP, defensive player of the year, and so on, so on, so on, all the other awards. And we got y'all wild card weekend picks. We'll be back again um, to give y'all the divisional round picks. So uh, as far as who's going to win after this, this week unfolds, and if we see who co- comes out on top, we'll be back again to give y'all picks again, all the way up to the Super Bowl, man, all the way up to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, man. Um, this was nice. So Zay, just just to, just to close out, man, we we was able to finish one full season in this COVID pandemic world, man. And just any any last thing, any last thing that you want to say about this whole season, like as far as your team, um, anybody else team, any player you feel like if you want to talk about Dave Henry again, just anything like like you. What's your what's your reflections of this season? Hell to the football team, man. He made the playoffs, man. Did not think that would happen. <laughs> First, I did not think that would happen, but, man, we made it, bro. We made it, and I'm so happy. If we get a quarterback, bro, It we will be a something to see. Uh, get a quarterback be something to see, especially if our defense can stay at this level. We will be a contender soon in the coming years if we can find a quarterback. Um. Now, I, I can't say about the Steelers. The fact that they were the only team in the league that didn't have a bye, I, I think that part that played a big part in their play as well, the fact that they were the only team <laughs> that didn't get to rest. And I'm really just happy they got to – I love football, so I'm really just happy we got to finish the season, man. Um, about halfway through, it was going to be dead. I thought it was going to be done for. But we pushed through, and we'll see how these playoffs go, man. I just hope they play well. Hope they go well, man. I hope my predictions go because I got money on a couple of them. But yeah, that's <laughs> <my>. <laughs> yeah, man. I um just to close out, man. My reflections of the season, same as you. I'm glad we was able to finish a season in this pandemic world we're living in right now. I honestly did not think it was going to happen. I'm uh, still kind of shocked that it's still going on. And man, I just I'm glad. Um, Majority of the players were able to stay safe and make it through the season, man, without anyone contracting the disease and 
and uh, like passing away from it, man. Like, or bringing it home to a family member and they're passing away from it, man. Like, uh, as far as I know, none of that happened. So if it did, uh, I do. I'm sorry that that did happen, but as far as I know, nothing like that happened. And um, I'm glad I'm glad we was able to get through the season. And now it's on to the playoffs, man. And uh, my reflection of the season is pretty much I got to talk about my Texans, man. I got to talk about my Texans, man. Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun. Dog, you my boy. Shout out to you, man. You, you. You did your best this season, man. And um, Bill O'Brien literally tried to sabotage us from within. I- I'm convinced that Bill O'Brien was hired by another team to sabotage us from within. That's what I'm convinced. I'm convinced that somebody paid that man to sabotage us from within. And I'm going to launch a full – I told y'all earlier, I'm going to launch a full investigation about this man, about what he did to my team. It should be a 30 for 30 about this one day because this is not right. And, and something should be done. Roger um, Goodell, you need to do something about this as well because this is not right. We we got the third pick overall. We can't even draft nobody. We got the second round third pick overall. We can't even draft nobody. We might as well not even show up to the draft to the second day. We might as well not even show up. All because of Bill O'Brien. So that's all I got to say. I'm done with it. I'm gonna move on from it, but Bill O'Brien. It's crazy. Why? Y'all probably on the same team next year. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we gotta give us a good coach and a good GM. We like we can't miss on this coach, this coach and GM. We can't miss. We'll have to be in a minute because he's the, the um, Jack, not the Jaguars, the Jets and Chargers and stuff coming after him. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy that, like, all these good jobs opening when we need a coach. Like, Chargers, I, I, like, Texas is my team, but if I look at the Texans, I'll be like, y'all got the shine, which is a franchise, all, all, everything quarterback. But what else y'all got? Y'all ain't got no picks. Y'all, y'all in cap hell. Mm-hmm. I can go to Jacksonville, and I got $100 million in cap, the number one pick, and I got 11 picks for the next year or two. I can go I can go to um, Chargers. I got cap room and I got a franchise quarterback and I got other talent on offense and defense. So it's like it's like we the only team that only team that's works to us right now that's got an opening is the Jets. Like come on, man. Like oh man, come on. Like I just hate that that we need a quarter we need a coach in the gym around the time at this moment and all these other good better positions is opening. But let me tell you the future coach of the Houston Texans something. As long, as long as you come in and you work hard and you do your thing, we go good behind you. The moment we feel like you sabotaging us like Bill O'Brien did, you go be good next. So just know that all these other positions may be sexy and they may be attractive and they may look good, but everything that glitter ain't gold. So you need to come to Texas and be part of a winning culture and build that winning culture with us in H-Town. You know, James, we got James Harden down there. You know, we got Travis Scott. We got Beyonce. Come on, man! You want to be you want to be in the same city as Beyonce? Come zero. on, man! You got zero power wall. Come on, man! Come on! I know, I know the other spots look good, but you need to be in the H. Come on, man! But yeah, man, that could be it for me, man. That could be it for me and Zay. This was another amazing episode, man. And we got a lot of good content out today, so. 
Uh, hopefully, you, hopefully, y'all enjoy. And uh, you got anything else to say today before I close it out? Nah, man. Just happy to be here, man. I had a good time. Exactly, man. So, yeah, that's going to be it from us, man. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all. Uh, stay tuned for the next couple episodes. Like we said, we're doing a round, round per round um, prediction. So, stay tuned with us because if we're right this week, you better put your money on us next week because we're going to win some money. That's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening again. See you again next time.